1: Doing marriage right requires constant communication. Communication is the lifeblood of the marriage. Talking with each other. Listening to each other. So we need to learn how to communicate.
0: Saying I do during the wedding is not the only affirmation a wife ever needs. Pastor Greg Laurie reminds husbands to tell wives how they feel.
1: Verbalize it. Guys, listen. You don't need to just hug your wife. You need to tell your wife you love her.
0: This is the day. was created by God. It's a perfect union of two imperfect human beings. So it's no surprise that matrimony isn't always rainbows and butterflies. There are issues that arise that can frustrate the harmony in the home. But as we'll learn today on A New Beginning, there are biblical principles that can restore the peace and tranquility that makes home feel like home. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie presents a message called How to Do Marriage Right. Insight we can put into practice today. This is the
1: day, the day when life begins. We're in a series, Am I Doing This Right? And we're talking about marriage, and specifically, I'm going to zero in on husbands. The Bible gives us all the information we need to know about how to have a strong marriage and a lot of us aren't even aware of what it says. So there's so many passages I could turn to but I'm gonna start with Ephesians chapter five verses 31 to 33. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, Paul writes, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Here's point number one if you're taking notes. God created marriage. The Bible begins with a wedding in the book of Genesis, and it ends with a wedding when the bride and the bridegroom are joined together. Point number two. To have a marriage that works requires you to do Two essential things. What are they? You are to leave and you are to cleave. That's found right there. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife or cleave to his wife. In verse five. The husband's primary commitment must be to his wife and hers to him. Point number three. Men hold the key to a happy and working marriage men hold the key to a happy and working marriage. Ephesians 5, verse 25, read it with me. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with a washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, and that she should be holy and without blemish. So, here's a conclusion. So, Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, and he who loves his wife loves himself. So important. Here's a simple test to determine whether you love your wife or not. Do you love her enough to not just live for her, but to die for her, listen, and die to you? If you wanna love your wife, you've gotta die for what you want out of the marriage and live to, what you can give to the marriage. A successful marriage is not finding the right person, it's being the right person. Okay, it's it's on you. This is addressed to husbands and wives, by the way. Oh, he needs to do that, well she needs to change this. That may all be true, start with you. You see, this is the idea. You put the needs of your mate above your own. You make it more about them than you make it about you. But here's the cool thing. What does Paul tell us to do? Love your wife as Christ loves the church. Okay, we're the church, right? We're the bride of Christ. Why do we love Jesus right now? The answer is found in the Bible, First John. We love him because what? That's it. We love him because he first loved us. Jesus took the initiative. Jesus showed his love in a tangible way to us and because of that love, it won us over and we came out of our rebellious ways. In the same way, guys, you love your wife as Christ loves the church. She's gonna respond. Treat her like a thoroughbred and she won't become a nag. (laughs) That'll offend someone, I don't know. A woman is not a horse. My answer is, of course, of course. (laughs) Unless it is a talking horse. These are old references to old TV shows, kids. So don't be alarmed. I think Greg's losing his mind. He's talking about horses, calling women nags. No, I was saying treat her like a thoroughbred and she won't be coming. Never mind. I believe men hold the key to a happy and blessed marriage. That brings me to point number four. Doing marriage right requires constant communication. Doing marriage right requires constant communication. There are two times when a man does not understand a woman. Before marriage and after marriage. So let's just get that out of the way. But without question, communication is the lifeblood of the marriage. Talking with each other. Listening to each other. A survey was done among divorced couples and they were asked, why did their marriage fail? 86% said deficient communication. So we need to learn how to communicate. I heard about a, a couple that was having marital problems so they went to see their pastor and they sat down in his office and he asked them a lot of questions. And after about 30 minutes he says, I think I've discovered the problem. He asked the wife to stand up. Pastor came from behind his desk, walked over to the woman and gave her a hug. He looked at the man and he said, this is what your wife needs at least once a day. Husband said, great, what time do you want me to bring her back tomorrow? (laughs) I think he missed the point, right? (laughs) Guys, listen. You don't need to just hug your wife. You need to tell your wife you love her. Right? When's the last time you told your wife you love her? You're gonna do it right now. Husbands, Look at your wife. Look at them. Look. Repeat these words after me. Repeat these words. Greg is a handsome man. When you say, 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 that? don't say that. Anymore. Say, uh, I hate it when preachers do stuff like this, don't you? No, seriously. Okay, just look at her. Tell her you love her. Good. Give her a kiss. If you have permission. That's right. Very
0: good. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Today, we're learning about the importance of communication in marriage. Pastor Greg is helping us learn how to do marriage right. Let's continue.
1: Women communicate in a much more fluid way than men. Sometimes we say, women are more emotional than men. We also say, Women don't know how to park, and men do. (laughs) Okay, the first point is wrong. The second, that's true still. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, but women are not more emotional than men. They express their emotions differently than men. Men feel everything women feel, but we don't express it in the same way. In fact, I'll be honest, we're mystified by the way girls talk. We'll watch girls talk like three girls, four girls, having a conversation simultaneously. That's not the way guys talk. (laughs) The guy talks, hey, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I don't know. That's a guy talking, right? Girls are talking and talking and all these things are happening and then they say, they're in a restaurant, let's all go to the bathroom together and off they go. (laughs) A guy would never do that, ever. In fact, if we see each other in the bathroom, it's awkward. Oh, I, hey. Uh. <laughs> but we have the emotions. I think it's easier in some ways, not always, but in some ways, for women to say they love each other than men. Say to each other, I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Guys, like, ah. love you, bro. And <laughs> we give them a punch, <clears throat> you know, just don't want you to get the wrong idea. That's all. But husbands, listen. See, it's not that bad, guys, is it? This message. But listen, you got to tell her, because I know that a guy. I know that I, to use an example. Well, look at my wife, and I'll say she looks so beautiful today. Man, I love the way she looks in that outfit. Man, that was a fantastic meal. Boy, that was really encouraging what she said. I'll think it and not say it. She can't read my mind. So you need to say those things to her, verbalize it. I love what it says over in Proverbs 31, her children rise up and call her blessed. So kids, remember to honor your mom too. Tell your mother how much you appreciate her, call her blessed, but then it goes on to say, and her husband also praises her. Husbands, praise your wife, respect your wife, compliment your wife in front of the kids. Do it in front of other people. Let me tell you about my wife, she's so amazing. Never, listen, never criticize your spouse in front of others. Well they need criticism. That may be true. (laughs) Learn the art of kicking them under the table (laughs) instead. But don't say, my husband is so lazy or my wife is so that, or no, don't ever do that. You save that for a private conversation later. But you know, sometimes as time passes, we look at our spouse and say, wow, this isn't what I signed up for. Do you wives ever feel like you dated Dr. Jekyll and married Mr. Hyde? (laughs) Is there any husband here that feel like you went to bed with Sleeping Beauty and woke up with a wicked witch of the West? One comedian said my wife and I were happy for 20 years. Then we met. So this is the problem. (laughs) So you know time changes. We say well I don't really like this man I've married or this woman I've married. But you need to hang in there. And I'll tell you why. Because the best is yet to come. You might say well how, how do you know? I know. Listen to this. A study was done on couples who were having conflict but decided to stay together. Two-thirds of the unhappily married spouses who stayed married reported their marriages were happy five years later. Most striking long-term studies demonstrated that two-thirds of those unhappy marriages will become happy within five years if the people stay married and don't get divorced. So hang in there. Weather the storm. Oh, it's so hard, okay. This is where you need help. And that brings me to my last point. Number six, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to be a good spouse. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to be a good spouse. So coming back to Ephesians 5. Before Paul says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. Before he says, wives, respect your husbands and submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord He says this, Ephesians 5.18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. Underline that verse. Submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. What does that mean? To submit means to get underneath. No, it's not just about a wife submitting to a husband. It's about a husband submitting to a wife. Let me put it another way. It means that you're supporting her. You're helping her. You're supporting him. You're helping him. It means to rank beneath, the rank under. So that's servant leadership from the husband. This isn't about superiority or inferiority. It's about sacrifice. It's about putting your mate first. Putting God first before them, of course, and then putting your mate first. So if you're a spirit-filled person, you will think of others above yourself. Now, we don't like the word submit. We don't like uh, the idea of ranking under someone, but that's because we're selfish when we should be selfless. If I'm spirit-filled, I'll put someone else above myself. Most marriages fail because people don't do what the Bible says and then make it all about themselves. So let me wrap this up. I'll talk about this more next time. Then I'm gonna talk to the wives a little bit. So husbands, make sure you come back with your wife. <laughs> wives, make sure you show up, all right? <laughs> It'll all be good. We gotta just get this sorted out in priorities in our life. Because I think sometimes people think marriage is going to make them happy. And then you get married. You go, wow, okay. Well, I'm not so happy. We need kids, let's have kids. You have kids. And you say, wow, you need to get rid of these kids. They need to move out there. (laughs) They're like in their 40s and they still live in the basement, what's going on? They're on Twitter all the time, yeah. Then you get rid of the kids, they move out. Oh, well, you know, maybe we need to divorce and get remarried. Then you get remarried, oh wow, I thought this was gonna be better. It's actually worse than my first marriage. And on and on it goes. Or the single person, oh, if I just was married, I know I'd be happy. No, listen, everybody, single people, married people, every person, it's Jesus we're really looking for. This is the one we want. This is the one we need. Just one little thought for the singles. You know, Paul says in First Corinthians 7, he that is married cares for the things of his wife, and he that is single cares for the things of the Lord. And so if you don't understand what Paul is saying, you might say, wow, it's better to be single than married. No, it's not better. It just whatever God's called you to do, that's what he's called you to do. Some people are called to a life of singleness, Jesus was not married. The apostle Paul was not married. And it may be that God's called you to a single life. And when you're single, you're mobile, you're flexible, you can do things that a married person, frankly, cannot do. So when Paul says, he that is married cares for the things of his wife or her husband and how they may please him, that's not a criticism. That's an observation of responsibility that comes with marriage. When you're married, you can't just run off and do whatever you want and live like a single dude. When you're married, you need to bring your wife into the conversation and get her opinion. You can't just go buy whatever or do whatever. Now it's a partnership. It's a union. The two have become one. You have to think about your wife. You need to think about your kids. This is the responsibility given to you by God. But when you're single... You don't have those responsibilities weighing on you, so you have an ability to maybe do things that the married person could not do. The simple takeaway truth is this. Just wherever God has called you to be in life, live in that space. Don't be the single person saying, if only I was married, or the married person. If only I was single. No, you do what God has called you to do, and put God first, and you need the power of his spirit to pull all of this off.
0: Great insight today here on A New Beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie has brought us a message called How to Do Marriage Right. And there's more marriage insight coming next time. As Pastor Greg mentioned, he'll direct his biblical counsel to wives. More from the series, Am I Doing This Right? But before we go, here's Pastor Greg once again to close today's program.
1: You know, when we talk about being spirit-filled, I think sometimes we overly mystify it. Oh, the Holy Spirit. We have to say it like that. It's Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, let's just get it out in the light of day. The Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity, wants to fill you. Good thing to do before you even get out of bed in the morning. Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Empower me with the Spirit. Lord, I can't be the husband you've called me to be without this power. Lord, The wife would say, I can't be the wife you've called me to be without this power. The parents would say, Lord, we can't be the parents you want us to be without this power. We just can't do it, that's okay. Let him fill you with that power. Let's pray right now. Lord, fill us with the Holy Spirit. Why don't you pray that out loud? Pray, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Go, pray it. Fill us, Lord. Help us to be the husbands. Help us to be the wives. Help us to be the parents you've called us to be. Lord, we know how important marriage is. We know the devil hates it. We know it's under attack. I pray for the group of people I'm speaking to right now, and I pray that these marriages would be strengthened. I pray that divorce will not break any bond Here, we pray for our homes and we pray you will strengthen our homes and bless our homes and keep us close to you. Bless our marriages, bless our families, bless our singles, bless every person here, every person watching and listening. Help us to be close to you. We commit ourselves to you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.